0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Catcher. Joining me, as always, Ben Simmons. Ben, it's good to have you here on the show. Huge get for the show. Oh, was oh oh. Never mind. It's it's just Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Are
1: are you much? Are you that disappointed that you don't get to talk to Ben Simmons? I don't know. I talk. Yeah, not really. I'd
0: much rather talk to you. That Ben Simmons seems like a real kind of. I don't know. He doesn't seem that like he's gonna be that fun to talk to. How about that?
1: Well, I feel like he's probably not gonna say much right now because of the fluidity of that situation and all that. And man, I don't know. This is this is one of those ones where you kind of sit there sketching your head, like, well, how's this going to end? Um.
0: Well, that is why we've been sitting on this Philadelphia 76ers team until the end, waiting for something to the, 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 the shoot of all the, uh, we were waiting for something to happen with the Ben Simmons situation and like something has happened, but also nothing has happened. He's just not going to show up. He's not going to play. So it's actually thrown uh, in my opinion is thrown more, um, confusion into what to do with Ben Simmons going into this year's fantasy
1: drafts well and I was actually listening to something and I thought this was a great point that someone made it was like they really can't trade even like get like three or four guys for one because they don't really have roster spots available with guys that either aren't like key rotation players for them or guys that are like young players they're trying to develop so unless they're going to trade like some of these young guys that they're trying to develop with ben simmons like they can't really even make that like oh we're just going to grab like your three or four role players and become a better team and do it that way like there's this trade is just so hard to figure out because the sixers want to win and they want to win now they don't want the draft picks but like there's no good way to make this trade without the draft picks because, like, who, what star player or pseudo star player are you giving up to get back Ben Simmons? Like, no, no, no contending team really wants to do that.
0: Yeah. His value, I mean, is an all time, is probably at all time low. The Sixers can't maneuver very much. You would think, uh, of all people, you know, uh, Daryl Morey would be able to, to, to figure that out. I, I think that's why nothing has happened. Right.
1: Well, and, and Daryl is known for kind of trying to milk these deals for all their worth. And he's done this numerous times in the past when he was with Houston of like trying to, they call him Trader Dale for a reason, right? Like he tries to make the best possible deal for his team and he can usually find it, but here he's not going to win this. Like he's going to have to take way less than what he's asking for right now. And at what point does that become real yeah we'll
0: but but also on the on the flip side of that why the, i don't think there's gonna be a rush either i don't think there's gonna be a rush to do anything
1: well why would there be i mean like what like other than the uncomfortableness of like that's all every player on the sixers is going to be asked about i, I mean you're, like you said you're not getting any less for ben simmons are you
0: no, like he's at literally at rock bottom. So all you can really do, I think if, you know, I think Derrick Mori is a smart GM. All you can do, really do when you are at rock bottom is wait for the tide to change and potentially in a month, two months, three months, based on, um, you know, injuries, uh, players that came out of nowhere uh, just teams feeling differently about their season and and what their future is you might be able to get 60 cents on the dollar instead of 30 cents on the dollar and that's fine and i think that's the best bet here because he's getting about 0 cents on the dollar
1: see now i don't know about that cuz if you're a team like in a small market that can't attract a star any other way isn't this your chance to push in and get an all-star
0: this is it but apparently none of them are doing that
1: well because they're all thinking oh you know we can just wait this out and it's going to be a really cheap price and we'll wait till that moment but like if i'm let's say the Cavs, or uh, insert any team here ain't, ain't
0: a- nobody going to cleveland nobody goes on vacation to cleveland Tyler.
1: what's what i mean any small market team i i mean minnesota if I'm Minnesota, that's the team that's probably pushing. I'm pushing in for, and I'm gonna give away. I, I don't. But once again, you're who are you Edwards. giving away? I, I'll give you D'Angelo Russell in a second for Ben Simmons. I,
0: I, yeah, I would do that.
1: And I'll give you Malik Beasley in a second for Ben Simmons. I'll give you both D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley for Ben Simmons.
0: But the problem is, is then like your team is less effective without both of those players surrounding Ben Simmons, or at least one of those players surrounding Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, but if you think Andrew Wick, or yeah Andrew Wiggins, well, that was a blast from the past. Yeah, uh, he Anthony was there Edwards, for a while. Anthony Edwards is a star player. Why? I mean, then you then you think you have two star players because Carl Anthony Townsend is a star player. Yeah, absolutely. So adding a third All Star to that team makes you pretty interesting. Like are Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell All Star players? Like nope. D'Angelo Russell was once. But the last couple of years have been pretty bad.
0: Yeah. And I'm I don't think it's going to get too much better for D'Angelo Russell. I think it's it's who this is who he is. So going into the draft with Ben Simmons, where are you taking him, if at all? Because if you're in a rota league, you're already don't care about him in the top, you know, top 80, top 75 eventually you got to take him right cuz he has the points the rebounds the assists the steals eventually you got to take him and in, in certain punt builds if you're punting free throws or three pointers he's a good grab in those middle rounds now that he might not play one month two months question mark what's what's his like what's his
1: value see now i think he's gonna play and play relatively quickly and this is why now what kind of shape he'll be in when he reports to his new team that that might be a question but i think we saw like this with the harden situation like at some point it just gets like so untenable that you just want to make the deal and I mean, how many games was it into the season that they traded Harden? not that many it's pretty quick and i think that the same thing is going to kind of happen with ben simmons now Maybe this is worth saying, too. The last couple of years, Ben Simmons hasn't been super healthy either.
0: Nope.
1: So how many games are you getting on that front? If he's going to miss some on the front end, then maybe he gets hurt at some point. Um, He finished 76th in per game value if you're counting all eight cats last year. Okay.
0: That's not great. He's going
1: 50 be third in yahoo drafts because a yep. lot of those are head-to-head and you can punt the things
0: now i wonder with the news though like with the news uh, of ben simmons being out if you are drafting in this period of time where he has not been traded will his value finally drop to a place where you kind of want him down in like that 70 80 range
1: oh i think if he's there in that 70 80 range i'm, I'm definitely really interested because i mean look it, at the other guys going around there like head to league, yes You might rather have like Darius Garland or maybe Mike Conley, like someone like that, but like Ben Simmons is really good. And especially if he fits your build that you're building, like he could be potentially better than really good. Um,
0: And if you can go to a team where he can, you know, play Ben Simmons ball, which is not shooting, I guess, but like if the team's just built better around him, that's, that's also positive.
1: Yeah, and so, man, he's one of the most difficult players to analyze in fantasy for sure. Um, At 50-ish, I don't want him. No, no, 53rd, he's basically the 51st player off the board in Yahoo drafts. I don't want him at that point. Right now, if he's on a new team, obviously we'll reserve the judgment to change this the moment he gets traded. But right now I'm staying away at that price, and it's probably till we get in the 70s, that I'm even, like, really looking for Ben. And even at that point, like, I want my team to be – have the right build to add Ben. Like, I don't want to just add Ben to any team if he's on the board at 75.
0: Yeah, because he's such a detriment to both free throws and threes. He's not, like, a great scorer either. Like, he's he's fine. Like, he has some holes in his game. So, um, I'm I'm coming with you with the fact that, like, the only way I'm getting him is – one, he starts falling in drafts because he's not playing anywhere. Two, he is a fit for my punt build, and even then, I'm going to be looking really, really, really hard for another player to pick over him because I just I don't trust this situation to go away anytime soon. Fair enough. Let's talk about the rest of this team, though. Um, I think it's fairly obvious to say that Joel Joel Embiid is a first round player. And we've been, uh, you know, we've been talking and after doing quite a few mock drafts, I don't know, I'm starting to like value great centers a little bit more than some of their their, their first round guard counterparts, simply because it's really hard to find an absolute elite center like Joel Embiid, um, you know, anywhere, like not even like a second tier center, like uh, the second tier centers dry up like at pick, uh, according to Yahoo, second tier centers dry up at pick 15. So if you're not leaving the first 15 picks, but there's only a round and a half um, with a really great center, you're going to be getting a center with a free throw problem uh, or just these mediocre middling centers that are in the middle of the draft that go on a, there's a large run on bigs there in the, in the fourth round. So getting Joel Embiid, I might move him up a little bit into that, you know, like that four or five spot because without Simmons there, it's going to be his team.
1: Yeah. And I don't hate that in, in Roto leagues and head to head though. He's basically missed 20 games every season, at least 20 games in every season of his career. missed the first two years completely. He played 31, what would be his rookie season, but really his third year and then 62. Three sixty-four, 64 then 51 and 51 out of basically 72 the last two years so he's missed like 20 games every year so in head-to-head league like do you want your fourth overall pick or fifth overall pick to miss 20 games guaranteed i don't know probably not and so that's what I mean. Like now we can talk about maybe a lot of these guys don't have a lot of safety, right? Like James Harden missed a lot of games last year. Kevin Durant missed a lot of games last year. Um, it's one reason why I, I circle back to Damian Miller a lot. I think it's just like, I feel good about Damian Miller playing a lot of games. Um, but I will say that I do have Joel Embiid. I'm going about where he's actually going, which is like eighth overall. Like, I just feel good about Joel Embiid in that spot. I feel like even if he misses 20 games, he's going to be really good in the rest. And I'm hoping those 20 games don't happen during my playoffs and it's head-to-head.
0: I think I'm going to be moving Carl Anthony Towns up a a little bit, Joel Embiid up a little bit. Um, And, uh, you know, but that doesn't – like up a little bit means like a spot because the first round is so loaded with absolute talent. And Joel Embiid is one of those absolute talents who need to be picked in the, in that top eight, that top nine that we continue to talk about. And I just think he's really good to build around. Uh, If he slips to you in the middle or late in the round, he's really great to build around because he, he's so damn good at everything. He's got great free throws for a center. Uh, His points are elite and he gets you the rebounds and the blocks uh, that you need. I don't really think you can go wrong drafting Joel Embiid. I'm not going to take his potential games played count into account when drafting him.
1: I also think this is a thing too, that could happen with Joel Embiid this season. If Ben Simmons is gone and doesn't play another game with them is we could see less threes, but a better field goal percentage. Cause I think we're going to let Ben or we're going to let Joel Embiid work down low more where he's really good and really effective. And we're not going to have him spacing on the perimeter as much because we don't need to because we've got better spacing because we don't have Benson's.
0: That's fair. I think so as well. The next guy in this team that I would be taking is Tobias Harris, who I think is well, well overlooked uh, over and over and over again. Every single year, every single draft, nobody cares about Tobias Harris. Where Tobias
1: finished last year? Do you know this? Do you know the answer to this I question? Do, Where did he finish per I, I game would, value?
0: I'm pretty sure I know this because I had him on quite a few teams last season. I want to say it was in like the like 32, 33.
1: He finished exactly 30th, and he yeah. is going 43rd in Yahoo leagues. All right,
0: Well, there you go. Another one of those guys who I think is falling victim to this like run on sinners like Clint Capella and John Collins and Miles Turner and uh, Triple J ends up in this in this 40, um, fourth round spot is that guys like Tobias Harris and Drew Holiday slip start slipping down into the fourth round into the like you know into the bottom of the fourth round sometimes even the fifth round and Tobias Harris is not a sexy name he does not do. Um, crazy-ass stat lines. He does not get, like, 30 points a night. Every He doesn't even get 30 points any night. Uh, what he does do is get you insane percentages, which does matter. You shouldn't be absolute Like, you know, you could be okay. Imagine being okay at field goal and free throw instead of completely punting them because everyone else in your league who's punted free throw and field goal will now, like if you're both punting, you might barely lose to them, but you're always going to beat those guys who were like, I'm going to get the worst field goal players. No, do not, do not ignore, like do not punt field goal, ignore field goal. Tobias Harris is good at free throw points. He's good across the board, almost a block, almost a steal, enough assist to be okay. He's very boring, but he's across the board. Great. And he's a great roto player.
1: Yeah, and he's a guy I'm gonna have a lot of my teams. You mentioned it; like people overlook him, they don't want him for whatever reason. And Tobias Harris is really good. Yeah, he's um,
0: yeah. I I really do not um, understand the, the 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 bit of a bias surrounding Tobias Harris. And with Ben Simmons gone, let's we'll say they're not. And I don't think they're going to be moving him anytime soon. Someone's gonna have to take those shots. And obviously Embiid's gonna get some of them. It's not a ton of shots, right? I think he only took, if I'm looking at rankings currently, um, I don't think like nine shots a game. Like that's not a whole lot. Um still nine ten shots a game. Some of them are gonna go to Embiid, some of them are go to Tobias. So maybe those, you know, in the first few months, then those numbers sneak up a little bit. And uh, you get yourself. Uh, people see how valuable Tobias Harris is, and you can move him. You know, for maybe Jimmy Butler, who's having a, who has a slow start or something like that, playing next to playing next to Lowry. They're figuring each other out, right? All right, cool. Move that move Tobias for Jimmy, and get you know a better player. It's I think getting him after forty is a value. I'm with you there. All right. The rest of this team, though, Tyler, and we said this last year, you look around at the rest of this team, and you kind of just shrug your shoulders. Now, granted, there's plenty of minutes to be played. You got Danny Green and Seth Curry. Uh, kind of these uh, in between, spe- like either a specialist like Seth Curry or just like this Danny Green, who kind of like does a little bit of a, the uh, everything around the counting stats. He's going to get three steals and blocks. Great guy to stream. You got Mat- Matisse Tybold, who gets you insane steals and blocks for the amount of minutes he plays. Um, someone's going to have to step in for Ben Simmons. Is that Shake Milton? Is it George Hill? And if it's either one of them, do I care?
1: George Hell is not on the team. So you know. George Hell's not on the team anymore. No, George Hell's back oh, in Milwaukee. you're right.
0: My bad. Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. He is back in Milwaukee. I'm looking yeah. at the wrong roster. Um, all right, well, then I guess the shake. Shiggity shake Milton.
1: Yeah, or maybe Tyrese Maxey takes the board. I mean, he's first on pick. Yeah.
0: 2020. Um, Absolutely. Is there is there anyone on this team that you are drafting, Tyler?
1: Well, someone is. One of these players is being drafted by pretty much everybody, and you haven't even mentioned him yet. This is an Ooh. interesting one because I don't know. I don't actually don't. Oh. know how I feel about this,
0: Andre Drummond? What? Well, no, no one's no one's drafting.
1: Yeah, eighty-seven point seven. In, in <laughs> uh... <laughs> what? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven There's, overall. Yeah, ahead of Jalen Green, Norman Powell, Jordan Clarkson, a Fucking
0: brain. All right, come um, on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. We need to have a talk. Um,
1: how good? Why? This is, a, this is a this is an interesting thing, though. Say he plays fifteen minutes a game, which seems reasonable, right? Yeah. Can he do the Nerlens Noel, like get you a block no. and a steal in like 15 minutes a game and no. be somewhat valuable? Because that's the only way I could see drafting. Like the rebounds are going to be good too, permanent Like he's always, he's he's been one of the best rebounders in the league for years. But like in may, maybe plays 20, I can't really see them playing Joel and him why? together yeah, at all. Why would they do that? So I just don't really see why he's going this high. I don't really see why anyone's drafting him. Like I get, they remember Drummond being good a couple of years ago, but it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense.
0: My guess that is what's going on here is just a bunch of people who hadn't played in a long time and used to take Andre Drummond in like the third round with their dumb punk build. And they're like, yeah, yo man, he's all the way they're looking around at 87 and they see all these names that they've never heard of in their entire lives. Like, Bogdan Bogdanovich who's that Jalen Green oh, I don't know Norman Powell Robert Coven who's that never heard of that person oh man oh wait, wait Andre Drummond I'm putting free throws because I started putting free throws from the very beginning of this uh, draft oh uh, yeah I'll take him I'll take him here at 87 hell yeah that don't don't be that idiot don't be that idiot like let's say he plays 24 minutes a game, right? Okay, rebounds, okay blocks, okay steals, complete detriment to your free throws. Um complete shit on your on your three pointers. You I'm trying to I'm trying to make him good, right? I'm trying to get in here and make this guy good. And you gotta punt threes, free throws, and let's punt assists, Andre Drummond. If we're looking at the projections on fantasy, on hashtag basketball, they're fantasy basketball. Like, did I tell
1: you about my new strategy? I just punt all eight categories. Yeah. And I try to win that way.
0: If it's you fun- punted all eight categories, you would be very, very good. <laughs> if you're going to go for a three, uh, uh, one of the worst punts you could go for, which is like, I, I think this is a bad punt because I think the, the free throws, three-pointers, and assists. I think you can make it work, right? But it's it's delicate. Like, I, it, and you're not the only person punting free throws. Everybody punting free throws. If you get Drummond, you're well. The volume's probably going to be pretty low. He's considered the 51st ranked player. If you're punting free throws, threes, and assists, and I don't, w- I would recommend you do not rely on rankings when it comes to building a team in this three punt strategy. Because while he's the 51st ranked player with your quote unquote punt strategy, guaranteed in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, there's going to be better overall players even for your punt strategy outside of Andre Drummond. I'm sorry, I'm just, I just don't buy into the fact that you should take him like 51st overall if you're doing this three-punt strategy.
1: Well, Yeah, because they're still categories. So like, you could still win them every week, even if you're punting. And so to take someone that sucks in those three categories, like he's the 51st ranked player, like you said, but it's not like you're just playing in that five category league. If you were, he would be the 51st ranked player. Those are still categories in your league that are on the board to win. So if you are deciding to be absolute dead last in all three of those categories, you're, you're automatically losing those three categories every single week, which means the best you can win any week is five to three.
0: Yeah. Then, you know what? Then take him at 87 overall. Why not? You're not going to win shit.
1: There is one guy I would draft, though, and it's Danny Green. I feel like Danny Green, because he's so good in steals, blocks, and threes, he gives you those kind of three categories that if that's my second-to-last or last-round pick, I feel good about him finishing somewhere around the top 100, pretty much no matter what happens. And so I'm okay with drafting him. Now there may be some higher upside guys I go with just because I feel like Danny Green will be knocking around on the waiver wire eventually, but Um, If I needed those three categories for sure, like, uh, man, I just need a little bit more steals and blocks here to shore up this team in the 12th round. I I have no qualms about taking Danny Green.
0: Andre Drummond is more of a spot start um, that hurts you. Danny Green is a great streamer. And even like you're saying, could should and could be considered someone who sits at the end of your bench and you play him all the time and you get that steal Over every every game, you're getting that steal, you're getting that block, getting a couple threes. You got four games this week. That's a nice little uh, payload from a guy who's sitting at the end of your bench. He doesn't kill you anywhere. He only, you know, he's only scoring about ten points a game. That that hurts. That does hurt you quite a bit. But he's so he's not going to kill you in free throw. He's not going to kill you in assists. Uh, He's not going to be completely detrimental to anything like Andre Drummond is, so I could see being like, eh, I'm okay. I don't want. I I could just get pick up Danny Green off the waiver wire." But I guarantee you, if he's on the waiver wire, you're going to keep picking him up again and again and again, and and eventually he's going to be on the bottom at the bottom of your bench. So if you want to take a chance on somebody, go ahead. But like you're saying, Tyler, if you want to play it safe, like you are, Danny Green, not a bad choice.
1: And Tyrese Maxey looks good. This guy I'm keeping an eye on if they trade Ben Simmons and they decide to start Tyrese Maxey. He looked good last year in limited minutes, shot good percentages for a rookie, which was surprising, um, in 15 minutes a game over 61 games. He's a guy I'd keep an eye on for in case this Simmons trade goes down or they just decide to institute him as a starting point guard. He would definitely be interesting with your last pick if he's the team's kind of quote-unquote starting point guard.
0: Yeah, I think you got to keep an eye – on uh, on maxi for sure especially with uh on your way to the beginning of the season with the simmons situation and we're going to keep an eye on the simmons situation but i think that's pretty much it for the 76ers tyler is there any anything you want to plug and where can people find you on twitter
1: uh, You can find me on twitter at tyler p watts you can find pretty much anything i write at the smoking cuban um yeah if you want to know anything about the dallas mavericks i've probably got an idea on that so you can you can just ask me or you can look there
0: Tyler uh, has got uh, all the ends with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, If you like the Dallas Mavericks or just need to know about them, follow Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, or support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you want to watch or live, join us live and interact with us for our mock drafts that we're doing every single week until the season starts twitch.tv slash watching the boxes give us a follow so we know when we go live that's it for the 76ers we will see you next time